Folks, welcome to 2024 of Lock Lock Pirates. And I, I pose a question to you today. Not if, but when do the Pirates make another another move 2023-2024 offseason? We're going to talk about that. Do the, do the Pirates need some more outfield help, help reports or some New Year's resolution and how I feel about the team team currently all on today's, today's episode of Locked on Pirates, the first of 2024. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pitts Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of this wonderful show, entering year four of, of covering for Pirates here, here for you on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful friends over at, at Fan Sportsbook. More on them later in today's episode, but, but folks, happy new year year. Yes, I wanted this episode to come out on Tuesday. I've been dealing with some stuff over the last couple of days in the way of that. But we are here for finally for the first episode of 2024. And I could be more thankful for the year that we had in 2023 together. All of the interactions, all of the subscriptions, all of the views, all of the downloads, all of it. So before, so before we even today's episode, so thank you for listening to the, this show, as you always do, on all of your podcast platforms. Oh, back to this, as I like to say. The Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates have done some adding this offseason. They have done some addition by subtraction, subtraction by addition. They've, they've done a lot of things already. In this offseason, starting, of course, with trading for Marco Gonzalez. They then acquire Martin Perez. They bring, bring back Andrew, Andrew Mutchin. They also tra- trade for Edward Oliveras. They don't do anything in the Rule 5 draft draft this year. Find out where they're going to be in the 2024 year player draft. And there's been a lot of thing, things going on, a lot of rumors spiraling around about, about what team is going to do, do, kind of sin that the Pirates are going, going to have and all of this other, other stuff. But since they did re-sign Andrew McCutcheon, they've gotten pretty, pretty quiet on their front as far as news goes and as far as things all are going with the, the team. And I don't really find much of an issue with that. Obviously, it is just a, a January 4th, by the way. It is not December 4th, as I have my uh, f- file center for the show. show. I did get the year right, though. I got 2024 right, but I did put December 4th. Since that move was made, there hasn't been much that's been done. And albeit again, we're still 51 days away from the beginning of spring, uh, spring training. Shane, shout out to Dednar. There's still a lot of time for things to get done. There's still a lot of players that are available for agency. There's still going to be players that are available via, via trade with other team, teams. Also kind of have, having to do the roster gymnastics that the Pirates are having to do with some of their acquisitions. We got a spawning move for Andrew Cutchin. I don't think we ever got one yet, folks, though, for Mark Martinez, which I find very, very interesting considering one. That Martin Perez signed before, before Andrew Cutchin signed. And two, the Pirates obviously 
signed him. Him. It was ordered by my multiple apps and talked about about by multiple notable people that know what they're talking about. I feel like if there would have been been issue with the physical medical evaluations, our team Perez, Perez, we've heard about that. So when you're looking at the situation that the Pirates are in right now, <clears throat> to make a decision on who is going to be the casualty on the roster to, to eventually putting Martin Perez 40-man roster in. And that's thing that a lot, a lot of us have been wondering as of late as to why it hasn't happened yet and to why things are going the way they are. And there's been rumblings and rumors and all kinds of other things about what's going on with the papyrus. Are they going to make another move? When is that move going to happen? That's where I titled this episode and posed the question, not if, but when do the Pirates make another move? Because obviously I think think they're going to, because they, for lack of a better word, have to, with adding Martin Perez to the roster, of course. And again, there's, there's 51 days before we even have a, have a spring training baseball game. And we've also seen acquisitions be made in spring spring training. Other teams, teams including Pirates, before. This is not something that hasn't been done before, before by the Pirates either. It's pretty common across baseball, just in case, you know, and no entry in spring training or, or you're not happy with what you saw throughout the spring training period at a certain position and you want to add depth to that, to that position. But, th- but there's still some available. And, and obviously, I think a lot of us, including myself, would still like the Pirates to go and go get another star starting here just because I think it, it would shut the rotation adequately and be enough while you also wait on guys like Jerry Jones, Mike Burroughs, JT Rubaker, um, Anthony Sini, Solomon, Paul Skeens, etc. to eventually make their arc on this team at some point. You don't want to leave position group in such, such a spot that it just yet again and get another casualty to the team rather than being a positive when all those players get here. And then I, and I always like to say, too, too that pros are like dartboard boards or when you're playing a dartboard. Yeah, you're throwing it, but you don't always know where it's, where it's going to go. And you're not always, always going to hit, hit a ball every single time. You're really good. And Pirates has, have been very good at, at fine pitching talent as of late in the minor league system. But obviously, we're, we're not going up. On the, on the likes of Rosy Contreras, as Luis Orts, and Quinn Priester, because they're in the infancy of their professional baseball, baseball career. still learning what is work. They're still learning what cadence works on the map for them, what rhythm, how they can gain a, a strong grasp on their command and their control. But at for the for the Pirates, when you're talking about this ne- next move, there are still, I would say, clear, obvious spots Pirates can improve. I think any of us are saying this is a World Series team. Obviously, I share my feelings about, about how I feel about the team right now in the third segment of today's show. But I don't. But I don't think anything that this is a this is a World caliber team. I do think a lot of us think they're just on the fringe of being a, being a playoff or a, a NFL division contender. And these are things that are, that are going through our head, head, which are also things that are going, going to head of the front office. And I'm sure that they're doing everything to think about, hey, about, hey how could we go, go from being on the fringe, just being right there, to moving up to that next level that we saw in 2013, 2014, 2015? How, how do we get to that, that point? I think that's the big, biggest question that we're going to have throughout this remainder of the offseason is is what the Pirates do, do. Not if, but when do they make the next move? I would expect it to be 
relatively soon. I think they're going to wait wait too longer to make another move. Now, it's going to be a move that's that's going to be quote unquote quote massive and game changing. We don't really know that because we because we don't know what direction that general, general manager Charrington want, wants to go with making his next move. Does he want want to go into free agency and get a Michael Lowe's in, or a James Hughes Patton, or a Car Cars Carrasco, or a, or a Brent Woodruff, or a Sean Manaya that are all available still, or even a Clayton Kershaw, or Marcus Stroman type. Do they want to go, go out and spend kind of money on a free agent, or they want to go trade route for a guy, let's say, just for instance, Chad Keller in Kansas City, or, or a Michael, or, or a... Um, not Michael Lorenzo. Lorenzo. I can't think of his name all, name all of a sudden. But want to go the tra- trade route, or do they want to go the free agency route? Now, also, do do they get one more starter, or do they go and get a, get another field player? Player, they, they go get both. both. Do they add at, at first base to give Rowdy to as a platoon mate alongside what he can offer at first after acquiring him the offseason? These are all things that, that the Pirates. Us as fans, the front office, this and everybody in the organization is still thinking about. And of course, a lot of you were thinking, were thinking about Pirates Fest this, this Saturday. Obviously, I will not not there. I cannot be there because I'm 620 miles away. And I wish I wish I could be meet all of you, you talk to every everybody, and we have a good time with it. But sadly, I can't. But, but I would not be shocked if the Pirates make a move, move maybe, maybe later today. Tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday. Monday. I just have a gut feeling that they do something like that. But I do think between between the time of this recording and the, and the time of this episode to sign next week, the Pirates will have something done. It's going to be, I, I don't, don't know. I don't have source like that to tell these things. And even if I did, I wouldn't be able, able to tell you at all. But again... There's there's still some time left in the in the offseason. 51 days might not seem like a lot, but folks, one, we're all really, really, really excited baseball back in 2024, relatively soon. soon. But 51 days, days is going to drag. It's going, going to take a while. It's a long time. They still have the rest of the month of January. They still have the rest of the, rest of the month of February. And, and if they really want to, they still have the rest of March to evaluate when they get to spring. So, so not done. I can I can tell you that I can I can that's just from being a fan and following the th- things that are going on. They're not done because they have to do something to get to get Martinez on the forty man roster. With all that said, I hope that the move is something that, that does help this this team move forward. I think it will will be thing that helps this this team moving forward. It will probably be a starting starting pitcher, which I think it is what we need the most of still because. As I always say on this show as well, as well, folks, you can never have a, have enough starting shape. <coughs> so, break it down like that. I would expect, and of course, obviously, when this this move is made, or or they eventually decide to make another movie, whatever it is, it will be coming on the Locked On Pirates Pirates podcast. And of course, your host Ethan Smith will be on top of it, folks. Thank you so much again for for tuning to this show. Here on Lock Pirates, a part of the Lock Podcast Network. It's coming at you in just a moment. But before we do do that, we're going to talk about, about FanDuel. Folks, the NFL season is in its final week. It's Thursday. There is no Thursday night game. So that means the NFL regular season is coming close. But if you, but if you still want to score early this NFL season, 
The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still till time to, to get in action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new, new customers, $150 in bonus guarantee when you place a, a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if, so if you think Berg Steelers can beat the Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens, who will likely be rest out of starters as Pitts looks to sneak into the to the playoffs. Just bet five, five bucks on them. You could win one 150 bucks in bonus bets at FanDuel because the app is also super, super easy to use. And, and there are so many different ways to bet live. Same game parlays. You can find bets in the new, new Excel tab. You can make a play in the Parlay Hub, the best way to play to popular par, uh, plays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet at a layup because FanDuel is official partner of the NFL and an official sponsor of, of the Don Podcast Network. And welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates podcast, podcast Locked On Pod, Podcast. We're in segment two, two of today's episode of Locked On Pirates. Again, thank you to FanDuel for all, all, all sponsoring this episode and always you know, a phenomenal sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, so folks, you might, you might want to go check Lost because Locked On is the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. YouTube on sports today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. on our national show shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. And subscribe to the first ever national sports sports 24-7 stream channel. So, when we're talking about about New Year's res- resolution for the Pittsburgh Pirates, as is the first episode of 2024 here on the Locked On Pirates podcast, New, New Year's resolutions for this team, I think, can go in a lot of different directions. Because last year, I mean, honestly, very fun season compared to what we had seen over the past couple before it, Pirates obviously start the, the year 28. Best record in baseball, best record in the National League. Things were clicking on all, on all cylinders, firing on all, all cylinders, it will, for the Pittsburgh Pirates early in the season. Obviously, we remember the slide in May and June. June, remember the final two, two months of this in August and September, be very good months for this team. We also remember a lot of young young starting up, likely hopefully over Piguera, Triolo, Johan Oviedo, Andy Rodriguez, and Henry Davis, of course, made their deb- debuts. Lots happened in, in 2023 to look back on and think positively about this team's team. Now, obviously, didn't get to see a CODO play a full season yet uh, due to his injury. We also didn't get to see JT, JT Brubaker, the player that, that he's been for Pittsburgh Pirates for, for a very long time. We didn't get to see the debut of Mike Burrows, even though I was really hopefully hoping for that. So, friend of the show, the show he's been on the couple of times. Just go check that out. Just search "Locked On Pirates" Mike Burrows. You'll find those episodes. So, when you're talking about year's resolutions for this team, and you look at the team overall, I th- I think a lot of it go goes into improvements really across the roster because I mean they did have a. a decent season last year and a season that warranted optimism moving forward. You saw a lot of these young players starting to starting to dip into MLB play players. You saw a lot of them take them steps in their maturity. You saw a lot of them 
along along the way hardships of being, being a rookie and you just hope that a good number of them don't have that sophomore sophomore hump that you always always get scared when you're watching these players take now new year's resolution number one for me goes to the pitching staff and i, I want this pitch staff uh, honestly as we as we say now things i think i think will still with this pitching staff i think the rotation will look different than it does today but you have Mitch Keller, you have Martin, Martin Perez, you have Marco Gonzalez. One of my New Year's resolutions that I hope for this team is that one of these young pitchers really, really does step and cement themselves in the rotation. That's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, really look, looking at Luis Ortiz, Quinn Preter, and, and uh, Rowanzi Contreras. I'm looking at those guys and say if one of the, the three – can improve based off of the 2023 campaigns that they had, which weren't all that great. And they can come into 2024, look better, and look a lot like the, the players that we were kind of getting familiar, familiar with, especially Rowanzi Contreras. I, I think that would help this team by leaps and bounds because then you would have a guy in the road in the back end, end of the rotation that you could hopefully trust that can grow with the team, that's a young player that can, that can continue to move forward. I think that New Year's resolution number one is I want a young pitcher on this roster to improve, improve to a point where when he, he is out on the mound, Derek Shelton, the Pittsburgh Pirates, can trust him to pitch at, at least five, six innings every single inning and, and only give up for four runs. Now, obviously, we all know that the blow-up starts are a thing. They're always going to happen to, happen to the best of, best of pitchers. The Pirates, of, of course, being the teams that it happened to a lot of the opposing pitchers against, like Spencer Strider, Strider Eduardo Rod, Rodriguez, etc. New Year's resolution number two is something that I talked about uh, the key Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz episodes. I want one of those guys to step up and become a leader. For this ball club, I want one of those one of those guys in O'Neill Cruz or Ryan Hayes to really become the voice of the locker room, to become the voice of the clubhouse, clubhouse to be the be the leader of the stir, to, to get this team out of slumps, to perform day in and day out, be that guy. Guy, a lot of these young young guys can look to now. Brian, Brian Reynolds is those players. Obviously, has had a lot of success in his MLB career, but here, but not the not the most outspoken player in the clubhouse. The Pirates need a guy, and they have David Bednar who can help. Can help. He helps a lot. A lot, I think, with the pitching staff and the pitching side of things. But I do think somebody in that lineup needs to needs to unquestion leader of the roster. They need to be the player that gets the team out of slumps. They need to be the guy that hits three for three for 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 a home run, four RBIs or what, just whatever really good scoreline you could think of when the Pirates are in the middle your four game losing streak that can end the, end the streak then air so that they don't, don't crumble and fall into a hole like they did last season. Another new year new year's resolution this is more on the fan side of things, but I do want the Pirates to take their time with Paul Paul Skeens. I don't want them to run to rush the Skeens experiment. I don't want them to make a wrong decision when it comes to Paul Skeens. I do think he is a generational talent for the roster. I do think he's a player moving forward that the Pirates needs need to prioritize to the high, highest level. He's a player that is going to potentially turn this team into a playoff contender actually being, being the best pitcher on the roster or, or a very good number two to Mitch Keller. But I don't, don't want them to shit and make the wrong decision and bring him up too fast and waste some options on him if he has to go back and forth. I want them to take, to take their time. I want them to evaluate Paul Skeens 
same way that they're going to evaluate everybody else. Now, obviously, he, he is the number prospect in the organization. He is a potentially generational player, and he is a very, very good player potentially moving forward. As I said before, could propel the Pirates into being a playoff team year in and year out. Year out. Could end up, be up being one of the dominant pitchers in all of baseball. If they take his maturation process seriously, and they take his, his progression seriously and don't bring him up too fast. Too fast. And a lot of yins that, that want him to come up quickly, they want him to be in Pittsburgh on opening day. But I would I would just pump the brakes on it on it a bit. We have to see what Puskies can do over the course of a full MLB calendar. It means minor league, minor league calendar well. Because Paul has pitched a lot last year at LSU, but we also need to make sure make sure can be on the schedule schedule he needs to be on without dealing with injuries because that is the biggest thing that none of us of us want happen to Paul Skeeds and the it's in the biggest risk that you take take taking up your number one overall. So if I would just say that that as resolution, just just take your time Paul Skeeds and don't rush it and make sure that when he is ready you do do burn and you don't hold him down down too long. So don't don't bring him up fast. Don't hold him down too long. Know when the time is right right and final resolution that I would have for this team just improve just improve prove based on your 2020-23 performance now there's a lot of different factors that you can look at based off of that 2020-23 team that you could argue few things could have been better in a lot of different areas now one O'Neal Cruz Cruz was not to play a large large portion of the season and that hurt the team he is arguably their most potent offensive weapon in up every single day. That's just just a true fact. You had Austin Hedges manning the catching position and basically being useless as a hitter for a large part of the season, which was fine because he was helping the young pitching pitching staff a lot while while he was there. But ultimately, didn't get a full season out of Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez, who really a large portion of it, but you did get enough I would say truly evaluate either of them and I don't think even in a full first season season you would have been able to, re- to really evaluate them at all but you won 76 games last year if you if you don't win at least 80 season 80 and 82 I think that's a fa- that's a failure just just because I've brought in a, a veteran pitcher and Martin Perez, another veteran, and Marco Gonzalez, as a true power, power threat, and Raphaelez that you you hope can go back to his 2022 form. You've brought in ups a high upside, low floor guy, Edward Oliveras, who I think could be a breakout player for this team in 2024, or at least by September. And this is something I think a lot of you guys would would agree with that that listen to the show. At least in contention for the division by September. Give us fan at least the experience of watching September baseball again and have and having the slightest slightest thought pirates could could compete. I don't mean nine games back and seven games back games back wild card. I'm I'm talking in the wild card race, be in the divisional race in September. That's that's what I think the the ultimate goal. Needs, needs to be now. Obviously, if the playoffs happen, great. But even if you if you go eighty four four and seven eight on here and miss the playoffs, I think a lot of Pirates fans would walk away from that at and be happy. Happy, now, obviously, depending on circumstances, it really depends. 
but we'll have to wait and see how it really shakes shakes. But I but I think have to improve record wise, and a lot of that is going to come from the growth of your younger youngers, how the line is constructed, how the health of the team is throughout the entire year, all of these factors, and how our 2024 season goes. But I do think it's time for them to just just take that decline up up to eventually be being a playoff caliber team. Now, with that that said, how do I, I feel about the team right now? How do I feel about the current roster as it's constructed? We'll get into that in, in just a moment. Everybody and welcome, welcome to the third and final segment of the first episode of 2024 here on the Locked On Pyrocast on the Lock Locked On Pods Network. And heard right before that short ad break that I'm going to talk talk about how I feel right now at this Pittsburgh Pirates roster. Now, there's a lot to be said about this roster. Roster, a lot to be said about the, the things the Pirates have not done in the off season and the things that they have. have. Now, until, until a relatively positive voice on Pirates Twitter, on this show, among the fan, the fan base, etc. As of right now, based off of how things are and all of that stuff, stuff, I don't don't think the Pirates are an NL. I don't want to say they're not an NL Central contender, but but I would be shocked if they won won the division, a division that ultimately I think is very winnable have not really done a lot. The Brewers, nobody knows what direction they're going in. The Eagles have added something, but it's suspecting at best. And the Reds have, have as well and are a very, very strong young t- team. But I don't, don't think there's anybody in the division that the Pirates should ultimately be, be heard of. I don't think anybody in the division, honestly, that I look, look at and say that team is unbeatable. Pirates played pretty well, well in the NLC last year outside of Milwaukee and Chicago, who ultimately ended up being the two best teams in the division. But they played very well against well against the Reds. They played very, very well against the Cardinals team that was in a down year. I would say though that I would wouldn't be shocked if they win win the NL Central if they just do the do the things along the along the way, and if, if a lot of I expect to happen happens like the continued rise to stardom from O'Neill Cruz. If Key Brian Hayes hits like he did in the final two months of the year over the course of a, of a full ML season, he's going to be one of the best players in baseball with his gold glove at third base. If Bryant can just can continue to be Ryan Reynolds, I think the Pirates are in a good spot. But my feeling, feelings on it, Ralph, are that the Pirates have to depend on one position group for their success in the 24 season, and you all know what it is. It's starting pitching. The starting pitching staff is going to make or break this team in 2024. Come back to this episode by the middle season and wherever the Pirates are. That sentence will range for Mitch Keller will have to be to be himself again again. You hope the Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez signings were the right or are being for signing signings, etc. The right acquisitions. And again, like I said, I still think they add one more star starter. And I said earlier, 
if Quentin Priester, Luis Ortiz, or Rolando Contreras, even if even if one of the three, three can be an adequate enough MLB level pitcher, this pitching staff has unlimited potential. It just does. Because you add Jared Jones and Paul Skeens and Anthony Soto and Mike Mike Burrows, JT Brubaker to the full. And that's even without Johan Oviedo, who is going is going to this entire, entire calendar year. But at the end of the day, I'm confident in what the, what this can do offensively. I, I really am. I am confident in what this team can do offensively hitting hitting the ball. But only at the end of the, end of the day, it's going to come down to the starting pitching staff. If they're good, the team in turn, turn will be a contender for the NL Central and be a contender for a for a work. If they're not, not good, you probably guess where this team will be come, come October. In the same place they've been since 2015. It's on starting pitching staff, staff folks, and just how I, I feel about the team right now. But we're going to talk about it tomorrow as well. Folks, thank you so, so much for tuning in to, to the Locked On Podcast here in the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My, my name, again, is Ethan Smith. You can follow me there on Twitter at MP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. You can also follow, follow this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find it. And folks, have a wonderful rest rest of your third evening. Thank you much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the flip side.